Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, Go, Go, Go! But wait, this is a story based on the fact that we are born again into the righteousness of God for immediate service. Yes, there is spiritual maturity at play here, but allow me to share with you that kids under the age of 10 were healing adults at the Azusa Street Revival. Well, go ahead, I'll wait for the plethora of excuses as to why they could, but you won't. I mean, you can't, or perhaps both. Now, I say this to me as well, because at 60 years old, I still don't have the healing ministry I thought I would have. And I'm sure that it's not because God hasn't prepared me yet. Nope, it's all on me. Yes, it's the way that I think about God and my mental relational thoughts about Him and I. It is this that has kept me from flowing like one of those Azusa Street Revival kidlets. As I continue to plow through the authors of the world looking for the magic healer button, I have recently, like March 13, 2003 recently, discovered that I'm not aware of what I am, now that I am born again. Now that I've been born again for nearish 25 years, and most of the time I have been focusing on the horrible old sin man that I used to be, and <laughs> sometimes I still am. And the listener lets out a big sigh of relief, right? Look, James 2.22. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect? So when I say go, 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 I mean right where you are. You should make the decision to know what you are, what your assignment is from having headquarters. And then do that. Yes, do that more than anything. Do that before you pile up the life things that will one day, if you're not careful, become the excuses for your ineffectiveness while living on the outskirts of the kingdom of God. Romans 12.3 For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. You see, each of us born-again kidlets was given a starter so that we wouldn't just loaf around. <laughs> a Bible states to test yourself to see if you are funny. <laughs> so we have a measure of faith, but it is up to us to add other ingredients to it in order for it to grow. Oh, like water can? Okay, so you ask, smarty pants. Acts 11.24 For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. John 4.11 He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now get this, the water to grow your faith comes from believing in Jesus. So you see, Jesus is one of the ingredients you need for your faith to grow. In fact, I could just say that without him, you cannot grow your faith. In fact, you cannot and will not choose to live by faith but by fear. Don't believe me? How many things do you have in your life that you have set in place for, you know, a rainy day? Perhaps you Google gaggle at your retirement. It's funny when you think about our obsession with this and many more rainy day things that we do, and yet we see that Jesus left everything behind to come and rescue us from our worrying about having stuff. Matthew 6, 25, 34 2 Corinthians 8, 9. So it's fear or faith. We all choose our master, right? We free willy do. So back to the ingredients. 
In John 4.11, we saw that we get the living water as one of our faith ingredients. Leviticus 24.2 Command the children of Israel that they bring to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to make the lamp burn continually. Okay, so I could defend place in the scripture in here whereby you were looking for additional ingredients. But I would say then that everyone knows that you can cook with olive oil and that it makes everything taste delicious. Hey, but I say that what this might be saying is that the anointing of God, of which the olive oil is symbolic of, is also needed as you live in God. So much so that if you're not caring for and using the anointing, your light can go out whereby you were intended to burn hot for God your entire stay here on this campground called Earth. You can read more on this on what it looks like to run out of oil in Matthew 25, 1, 13. Now we go to Matthew 24, 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season? Wisdom is also an ingredient. In fact, I would say... It is a byproduct of the product of faith as well. It is like every time you eat a piece of bread, another piece appears in its place. Read the feeding of the 5,000, beginning in Matthew 14, 13. Spot check. Did you know that wisdom is alive? Yep, it's in the Bible. And while I think you should look it up and see for yourself, it's quite exciting, yes. And oh yes, some of it can be discovered reading Proverbs. Okay, so, but there are some ingredients. And so as to stay the course in this message, I won't talk about the kneading of the dough, trials and tribulations, the yeast effect, which is you becoming perfect through suffering or being stretched, as in what yeast does to bread, 1 Corinthians 5, 6. I know, but some people wouldn't have made the yeast stretch connection. And I should mention the furnace effect. Okay, so you get where that was going because I took you precisely where I wanted it to go. Hopefully I didn't ruin the chance for you to get any revelation from the Faith Biscuit story. So now it's going to get tough, exercising your faith while living in a world based in fear. So consider the cost. Luke 14, 27, 35 And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, least after he has laid the foundation is not able to finish. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able, with ten thousand, to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand? Or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for land or for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And you know when Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, he's talking about your spiritual ears. There's revelation all over in that story. It's not just what you see on the surface. So now if that didn't scare you off, then I ask you, do you have the reservoir of faith required to get you moving? And then do you have the discipline to continue to go from faith to faith? James 2.14 
What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can faith save him? 1 Corinthians 9.27 But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. At least when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. Romans 1.17 For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Another way of saying that is that the just shall live by faith and the evidence will be what they do, not what they say. You see, faith is a moving object. If you use it by way of exercising it, then it will grow. But if you neglect it, or read, watch, or listen to faith-crushing fear stuff, yes, that is the stuff that perpetuates fear rather than faith, like the news and all kinds of movies, then it shrinks back or gets smaller. So how do you know if you have the faith to get moving and go? Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, if you're not going to church, having some sort of Bible study, reading the word yourself on the regular, then how can you find him to get your instruction? Without faith, you can do nothing. Or is it him? Or is this one and the same? John 15.5 I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Don't know if you have it? Let's look. 2 Corinthians 13.5 Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Now, I can do a whole message on being disqualified and how you ended up getting there. But hopefully this message will keep you from getting there. So maybe it sounds or looks something like this. Hey man, my name is Ken, and I see that you have injured your arm. Notice I didn't say that you have a leg missing or are blind. I start where I am, not where I want to be. Can I pray for you as I believe Jesus can heal you? Test, test, test. Now, it doesn't have to be this, but by God, it should be something significant enough to ensure that you are either in or out. If out, then get some faith at the local market. Read your word. A lot. Your faith tank will fill up. And if you have the faith to start with a blind man or someone missing a leg, then by all means, start there. Romans 12:6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. So how do you grow your faith, as we have already heard, that to each has been given a measure of faith? I would say by two ways for sure. The first is to exercise it. Use it in proportion to what you have at the moment. I've read a lot of books where people have gone so far as to raise the dead. I'm not going to start my ministry in the graveyard. At least it end up there. After all, they are sleeping, and we should let them nap away. The second is to read your Bible and squeeze in, just like milking an olive without crushing it. Ever so quietly, read and listen for his voice. 
He is waiting and wanting to chat with you. Romans 10.17 So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Oh, and there is this method to grow your faith as well. But before we get there, did you pick up on the word hearing again? Remember Jesus says, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. So here we are talking about hearing again. Hear, hear, hear. Let's go to Luke 17, 6. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So there's the other method, right? Oh, but do you mean I can ask God to help in the area of my faith and he will respond? Of course. Let's look at Luke 22:32. But I have prayed for you, Peter, this is Jesus talking, that your faith should not fail, and that when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. That's a prophetic word as well. So you see it? Jesus was praying that Peter's faith wouldn't fail. That means he must be praying for us too. So this means if your faith is under a test, as was the case of Peter, Jesus will be praying that your faith will not fail. So you get some help. Well, Ken, I don't have a ministry yet. 1 Corinthians 5.18 Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So now you can say that we have reconciled that way of thinking, right? You have a ministry and should do everything you can to enter in. God lives inside of you. Like what can't you do with that kind of power? In finishing, you can and must begin with something kingdom. Use your born again momentum to find and discover what it is that God wants you to do. You have the assignment wrapped up in your heart, so listen and see. Do and wait. Ha, I know, but don't wait too long as God is calling his army to attention in these days. You cannot prepare for battle once the battle is in your face. Does not the word say that if you seek him, you will find him? So find him and ask for your immediate assignment. Well, that's it for this message. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.